everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk podcast. We have two great guys back with us to talk jockstraps and why gays love the jockstrap. That's our topic for today. We have two of our favorite South Africans who will be moving maybe soon. Maybe they won't. We'll let you know. Uh, we have Snatch. Welcome. Hi. And Jim. What's that? Hi. And Jim. It's good to have them on there. They're a lot of fun to talk to. And the Jockstrap show did really well last time. So we decided to do another edition and talk about why gays love Jockstrap so much. I sent them an article just to kick things off, which will be in the show notes, about sort of the history of Jocks and why gays love it and the reasons. It's a little more academic, but it was a good it was a good starting point. And we we all read it and we had to glance over it this morning. Top level, why do you think gays love chalk straps? What do you guys well, think? I think uh, gays love the jock straps because of the almost the coyness that it has. Mm-hmm. Like as it said in the article that it both conceals and accentuates the crotch area at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it gives you that sort of uh, uh, mysterious aspect of it. Like you can almost see what's there, but you don't exactly know what is there. Yes. Yes, and I mean, it's open at the back. And so it sort of, it lifts everything in the right places. And you, like you said, it, it, it does give that coyness, but it also gives that erotic side of, I can see some of what I'm getting, but not everything. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I think it's just, yeah, it's more, I think that in the gay culture, it became a bit more of a fetish item, in a sense, especially with, like, um, the sexual part of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think uh, part of the reason, too, is the masculinity side of it is it's considered a masculine piece of clothing because of jocks, because of sports. And then now you have this piece that's been fetishized and mixed in with leather, mixed in with a lot of different things that it sort of took hold back in the day and grew. And it's, and as the article mentioned, it's easier to play around in because you have an open back. That's my opinion. But yeah, that's... It, like, like they say, it, it's, like you said, it's hyper-masculine. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like the article also said, like bottoming at, at some stage was really looked down on. And mm-hmm. with the jockstrap being a sporty aspect of, like for the straight culture, it sort of, destigmatized bottoming where like masculine bottoms are also now wearing jock straps and even if you a bit more feminine it makes you feel a bit more masculine or you know, mm-hmm. across it yeah it just i think it makes you feel a bit more masculine in a sense yeah totally agree and then Looking down on bottoms is a whole different show, but I've never understood that. So I'm like, whatever. I don't understand that, but okay. But well, I also don't understand it because technically you need a bottom. Mm-hmm. 
And, advise you on your own. And it's been my unscientific research back in the day that, you know, the more masculine the guy, at least here in Atlanta, the more of a bottom he is. That's just been my personal non-scientific poll of many, many, many people throughout my life. So I'm just saying it does whether you're masculine or not, doesn't mean you're not a bottom. It's just yeah. Yeah. what you like and enjoy it. Yeah, it's like because the like the article also says that originally the jock jock straps was for your cyclists, your mm-hmm. uh, football players. Um there was another sport that they also mentioned that it started getting into. It's like the first time I ever actually saw a jock strap was it was a movie about American footballers. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the movie was, but in the one scene, there was like a shower, a locker room scene, not a shower scene. Let's keep this PG, where the guys were basically standing around in their jock straps. And I mm-hmm. mean, that is a movie that was, I think it came out in the 90s, where the jock strap was basically seen as a straight item of clothing. Yes or was portrayed as a straight item of clothing. And I think only uh, now within the 2000s, where it's actually now become a gay essential. Yeah, it started, I know, in the 70s with the leather scene, and then has branched out beyond that. But funny note is, back in the, I don't know when it came out, I'm trying to remember, it had to been early, early 80s, the best little house in Texas with Dolly Parton, the football players danced in jock straps. I do remember that quite vividly because we went and saw it. And I was like, what the, what is that? Very interesting. Very interesting that you bring yeah, up the I movie. Mean, yeah. And I mean, like now, like the article said, like Lady Gaga launched a jock strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Rihanna's line launched a jock strap. Like, obviously, they now focusing on the gay culture because. That's their following. So they are promoting their music within the gay community by releasing jock straps for the gay community. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something very interesting going on because in the last 10, 15 years, it's really taken off a lot more because you can have jocks that are you know like they're traditional jocks like you see in sports with the wide waistbands you have the fashion jocks which can have prints and colors and then now you have designers and brands just totally reimagining the jock and creating new things like the ones without the waistband and just the leg straps in the pouch or you know when was it one of them did one strap around or something? I don't remember. But there's different designs now coming out as opposed to what is considered a jock. So it can be more in the fetish world as well. It's not just the typical, oh, here's the job. This is it. Yeah, because also I think what happened, what's happened over the last couple of years is that the stigmatism has shifted. So a jock is no longer seen as something that your straight sportsmen mm-hmm. wear, it's now, oh, you're wearing a jock strap, so you must be gay. So it's now moved away from the where it was a, uh, a straight athletic, uh, what's it, sports apparel, to now, oh, it's now 
classified with the gay scene, gay erotica, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Because I said the history of the jockstrap, it actually wasn't marketed as a jockstrap. It was uh, marketed as, uh, um, what's it, a groin support. Yes. Yes, so basically, it was. Especially with the cyclists, it basically kept everything in its nice little place so that it didn't fall off either side of the seat. Oh, While yeah, because you don't want that to hit, you know, back in those days with the unpadded seat because, you know, they didn't have padded seats back then. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, now it's branched out into, I mean, if you go on any erotic website, there's literally, like, categories with jock straps and... Mm-hmm. You have anything from um, trans men in jock straps to like everything. It's just moved completely into the new, like into the queer culture. Yeah, exactly. And I think jocks are moving to a new space because I know at least here they're moving away from jocks and going to compression gear. A lot of sports that were known like football and baseball they're moving away from the jock and going to compression gear that serves sort of the same purpose. And then brings me to a, my other point in this is the jock is more, I think you guys can back me up, is more American than anywhere else. I think yes. it got started here. I knew in the past I've talked to guys who said, oh, it's hard for us to get jocks over here. How do you think that plays in to the overall theme? Is it you guys see it as, oh, this is something interesting we need to try, or those are just crazy Americans? We don't know what they're doing. I don't think it's that. I mean, for me, it's a sexy underwear. Like, okay. it's, it's not that, oh, the Americans are doing it, so it's let's not try it, or let's it's a sexy underwear and no one can deny that because it is it's and that's for me why i like wearing it and why we originally started wearing it because it makes you feel sexy Mm -hmm. yeah because i know sports now like one international sport that we bring up is rugby they used to wear you know jocks Sometimes, because you can see, pulled in the shorts, it was like oh, jockstrap, and now they're like, especially Australians have gone to budgie smugglers. So it's a different. And one thing we brought up, I think, on the White Brief show is soccer players now are wearing, for some reason, stripping down to their underwear and giving out their jerseys and their shorts, and they're in white. They're in like bikini briefs or sports briefs. So it's interesting to see what guys are wearing. And I've determined I have to watch a lot more soccer now. Because if you're going to strip down, hello. No, but I think in South Africa, it's the, with especially the rugby scene, it never caught caught on. Like, I don't think you'll ever see a South African rugby player if his shorts are pulled down that he's wearing a dark strap. So it's. For us, yeah, it was never it was never a sports battle, so we only knew it as a queer cultural thing. See, that's that's what I thought outside the U.S. because because we could get away with like, oh, it's for sports, and 
yeah outside it's like oh it's for sports uh-huh whatever no it's not it's for fun but it's an interesting evolution of the style across the globe for me but that's just my opinion yeah it has evolved a lot from what the classic high band jockstrap used to be so i also think with the uh influence from the gay community it has evolved because mm-hmm. i said like all gay men have their own unique taste mm-hmm. like for me i personally don't like the classic white jockstrap because i find the waistband too too thick so i'm like more the designer jockstrap with the thinnest waistband the bright colors yeah uh, yeah now we have that choice because I know, at least here in the States, up until the mid-90s, you know, before the internet, before everything, the only place to get them was like a sporting goods store. And they were pretty much the classic white. In the 90s, it came out with black and then red and blue and I think a yellow. It's evolved since the 90s, but different guys like different things. That waistband can be a pain if you... Or not if you're not a waistband fan, because that is a big waistband. It can there's no hiding it under jeans. I'm just saying. Yeah. You're gonna show the world. What's that? No, an interesting like for me, especially in the medical field, we have a brace that's called the scrotal well, especially in my field, we have a brace that's called the scrotal support. It's literally technically a jock strap, except the the scrotal, well, the scrotal support part is this hole where the penis goes through and the rest of the thing just supports the scrotum. So it's still, like, for us, we still use it in the medical field, but it's a completely different design. It's a completely, well, it's a completely different function as well. It's especially for scrotal injuries or um, mm-hmm. especially hernia. So that's actually the first time I saw a jockstrap sort of was in the medical field for me. That's when I saw it the first time. But then obviously did more research, saw all the other stuff and then discovered like the more designer jockstraps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that it started out as, you know, to prevent, you know, bikers from having injuries and whatnot. And supporting so you don't get poles in that area. But now it's moved on to fashion and fetish. So it's interesting. It's transversed that over the years. Yeah, I think the like a traditional white wide band jockstrap is a lot more fetish. fetish mm-hmm. uh, more of a fetish uh, within the gay community. Definitely. Because it's like that's. I think it's probably seen as like the like the hyper masculine job strap. Definitely. Well, that plays into the whole leather community as well, because the jock strap has always been in been in there with the harness and the chaps. So it's always been no matter which end of the spectrum you're on, either top or bottom, you wore it because, you know, that was kind of the quote-unquote uniform for that culture 
that you had to have a jock, even if you were wearing it under jeans or leather or whatever. It was pretty standard. Yeah, and I think also the stigmatism where it was mostly your bottoms that wore jock straps has also shifted because a lot of, uh, especially on social media, a lot of guys who are these dom tops, are they're probably just baiting all the guys to follow them and that on social media because they're also posting a lot of jock strap, uh, jock strap pictures and content. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, that it's kind of for everyone that not just, you know, the bottom wore it, but the top wore it, too, to show off the package, just, and then the bottom wore it to show off the butt. And it's kind of for everyone, not just one side or the other, because when I read that, I was like, well, I think both really wore it just because, you know, it was just this masculine piece of clothing that you could wear and feel sexy in and be considered masculine. Although no clothes make you masculine or feminine, but that's, that's a different podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's a completely different podcast podcast because clothing doesn't have a gender. Exactly. Exactly. And then of course, with the modern jock straps, now you have like leather jock straps lace jock strap so it's really gone in so many different directions that you no longer have to focus on one exact thing you can take whatever you like and find a jock strap for you which has been very interesting the last couple of years yeah like the that the new craze or whatever like the it's the new that the jock strap that has that full lace with the mm-hmm. like the lace harness type of shirt thing. It's really moved from um, masculine to not a feminine, but more of a, I think a gender, gender neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think there are rules in men's underwear anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be masculine and only masculine colors went up the window 20 years ago and now it's whatever you want it to be it doesn't matter what it's made of what color it is as long as you feel sexy and like wearing it i think that's all that matters in underwear yeah yeah it's that's what it's the confidence boost that the underwear you're wearing gives you mm-hmm. that should be should be celebrated mm-hmm. whether you're now wearing the classic jock the leather jock one that's made with pink lace with frills it's whatever makes you feel more confident in your body that we should be celebrating or exactly. focusing on exactly and i know here anything pink just flies off the shelves so that proves that guys love pink especially a pink jock strap i'm just saying they love it yeah so do you guys have jocks you wear for you know, different occasions or do you buy them just because you like them or do you have jocks you use, you know, like in playtime, what, what makes you buy a jock and then consequently do you, when do you wear them? Is it every day, certain days, whenever the mood strikes? For me, it's more, well, any jock can be used for playtime. Mm-hmm because playtime can strike at any time. So there are some jocks that I would wear 
like day to day. And then there's other jocks that I'll wear, like if we're going on a date night or, or, you know, for a special occasion. So it's not really limited to any specific time. It's just they do, I do have jocks that I prefer to wear when I work out because they're more comfortable. And then you've got those high fashion jocks where it's basically just for a night out. It's not something you can wear for the whole day. And what are your, oh, go ahead. Yeah, like I don't choose a jock strap for a specific reason. I don't choose, I don't go on a website and say, oh, this jock strap I'm going to buy because I'm only going to wear it to gym or this one I'm going to buy because I'm only going to wear it um, for safety time. Or for me, a jock strap, yeah, there is jock strap that is a bit like, it is not easy to wear it all day or it is sometimes a bit uncomfortable to wear it all day. But that's not my main concern to say, oh, I'm going to pick this one just because I'm going to wear it all day. Or if it's a nice jock strap and it draws my attention, then I'll buy it. So that's my view on my on the jock straps. I do have jock straps that, yeah, like we, like I can wear every day, the whole day. But then there are jock straps that I wear sort of when we go on date nights. But that's also like getting dressed and him seeing that I have the jock strap on. That's sort of like a tease. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, there's also that aspect of it. Like, it's a, sort of a tease for him, or like it builds up to a playtime or something like that. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, it's interesting to see because, like most underwear, guys have certain reasons why they buy certain pairs. And depending on what you like, you have different criteria for buying what you like and so it's always interesting to find out why why guys buy their underwear that's awesome and then uh you said you guys wear them to the gym so that's cool because not everyone we had a discussion here not long ago that they used to be in the gym all the time and now you kind of get the strange look in the gym if you're wearing a jock because guys are like what are you wearing and that's both gay and straight looking like um hello 1974 so that's interesting do you get any strange looks in the locker room like here no okay Um, good well sometimes Uh, the older people are a bit more conservative but to be honest i don't really care yeah it's like i paid for it it's been washed i'm gonna wear it exactly if if it upsets you that's your issue to deal with in yourself Go get you some therapy and come back. Yeah, it's like it's like times are changing. People need to get with the times. It's like this. What's it? Uh, what's it? Because I said South Africa is still a very conservative country, mm-hmm. so it's very difficult because you get a lot of backlash from. Well, I wouldn't say backlash, but you will get the weird looks from both older and from some younger generation. But that's more the younger generation that aren't as open-minded as the rest. Mm-hmm. Or the ones that are brought up in a conservative home where there's specific gender roles that you have to follow and a man is like this and a man doesn't do this, a man doesn't cry, a man doesn't... Those kids will still, or those young people will still look at you in a weird way, but, you know, like I said, I can't care. 
I have my jock strap on, I walk around in the locker room. If I want to go to the book scale, I walk around on my jock strap. If they want to look, then good for them. I hope they enjoy mm. the show. Well, you know, I'm sure there are several who do. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I've seen the gym selfie, so I'm sure there's several that do. They do not mind looking at all. You always catch someone that glimpses, like, and then you're like, yeah, just look. You can have it, like, it's fine. Like, I wear it. And if you want to look, look. It's... Well, I think some of the ones who look want to have the confidence to wear a jock or something else, as opposed to whatever they're wearing because they just are like i can't wear that no i want to wear that but you know yeah because i I think there's probably a large percentage of gay men in south africa that probably don't even own a job strap oh yeah well there's a lot there's that yeah because there's that stigmatism that it's like oh no that's very that's very gay it's feminine it's like if i wear this people are gonna i don't know if they have a confidence issue where it's like the people are gonna uh, judge them or think less of them well it's just underwear you can't we've all said this years and years on the podcast you can't judge someone by underwear they're wearing because you know thongs are huge right now and they're getting labeled as gay but yet there's so many straight men who love them you can't say oh you're gay and it's like um no no he's not but okay i think people are just kind of threatened and of by the styles and especially the jock that you know oh i'm gonna be gay if i wear one i'm gonna be labeled as gay if i wear one and i think people have to get over over that and move on and just wear what they like yeah it's i think it's because probably the um the pressures from society people need to get over this um this fear of being judged it's Mm -hmm. like you need to stop concentrating on what other people think or what you think other people are going to view you as and just be yourself exactly exactly in the straight community it's also like i mean there's a lot of articles that come out and then they're like, yo, women like men in this, like in briefs or, uh, uh, so I don't know if you have to educate the women or like send them a link to a website with jock straps on so they can actually see the things and see a hot man in a jock strap. Maybe they're like, oh, maybe my husband would look hot in that. Let's get him one of those. And then it'll change the whole perspective because I think that's also the an issue with the jock strap because if your partner doesn't like it you'll probably not wear it yeah um, i know we've had straight guys tell me before their wives and girlfriends don't like jocks but they they like thongs on them which i don't understand but i'm like okay but i think you're right with the all right we need to have articles out there the ones that we have here like in gq I think men's fitness, health, whatever it is now, is it's always like trunks and boxer briefs. They very rarely show anything outside of that. No briefs, no jocks, no thongs. 
it's very, in the words of most people that listen to this podcast, very boring. It's solid colors, you know, so it's just crazy. And yeah, but it's also like, um, if you look at the, like bodybuilding, bodybuilding is like a hyper-masculine, uh, how can I say, industry. Mm-hmm. But then you'll have these where, oh, so that's now where the erotic underwear comes in because those men who are now seen as the ultra masculine with all the rippled muscles and this Greek god appearance will go onto stage wearing a G-string mm-hmm. in order to show off all their poses, all the different muscles. But yet those same men who were on stage in front of a wide audience trotting around in this little purple thong will then now be ashamed to wear that so, that same or similar underwear when training in the gym because it's now mm-hmm. seen as gay. But when you were on stage, you had no issue with it. Well, it's accepted there and everyone had to wear it as opposed to the locker room where you're in charge of what you wear. I think that's their mentality. Like, oh, well, yeah. everyone's got to wear this on stage. Okay. And then when you... So you're not, they don't perceive to be judged, but when you're in the locker room where, oh, you actually chose that, what's wrong with you? Are you, are you gay or something? Why would you wear that here? The mentality is still amazes me to this day about underwear and where it's going and perceived as masculine and feminine and gay and straight, which we have tons of people who especially the straight guys who one of their challenges is if their friends or people find out they love underwear, the first thing that comes to mind, are you gay? And it's like, really underwear? You're going gay on underwear? I would be more concerned if he's like going out with all different guys and has no girlfriends. But, you know, that's just me. That would be my clue. Not he's wearing a thong, but whatever. Yeah, that is the stigmatism that we sort of need to try and get rid of, but it is difficult. It is. It is one of the things we're fighting on this podcast to give everyone a good good place to come to and hear about underwear and come talk about underwear and enjoy. That's our main goal here is just have fun and be yourself. Don't let anyone tell you you can't wear something if you like wearing it. Yeah, if if you aren't paying my bills, don't don't come push your opinion on me. What's the term here? If you're not paying my rent or fucking me, don't tell me what to wear or what to do. Um, yeah. so I'm yeah. Like, yeah. No, what's it? Um, if them bitches ain't paying paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. Exactly. Exactly. Don't listen to people because they're set in their ways and. Most times they're jealous because they can't can't wear what you're wearing. That's usually the issue behind everything. Just saying. Because I know we've had guys tell us stories in the locker room about wearing stuff. And it's slowly changing because I've heard guys say they're seeing more jocks and thongs in the locker room. So we'll see. We'll see when we're in Ireland, how that is. But here in South Africa, it's not. Like, I've never seen... Anyone except for us in a thong or a jock or... Yeah, I think in South Africa, if you do see that in a gym, there's a 99% chance that person is gay. Well, 
That's when you say, hey, what up? Another gay. Yay. Still interesting. Oh. Oh. So any jocks out there that you guys would recommend for any reason, whether it be for playtime or gym time or everyday wear, are there any jocks you specifically love right now that you would recommend? For us in South Africa, we've got a very limited selection of brands that we can get our hands on. So focusing primarily on the South African brands, our go-to brand is normally Niku mm-hmm. or Belgian Bum. Nice. Well, wow. I also bought a few, but this was pre-COVID from one of those uh, web apps. I think the it's got a weird name because it comes from Hong Kong, the jock straps. Oh, like this, it's like a very, it's like a super soft cotton. So those ones are, especially are nice for working out because they breathable, absorbent, and they kind of keep everything close and in place. Nice. Whereas some of the like our Nikus and the Belgian bums, some of them aren't specifically designed for moving around a lot like your gym activities nice. so it doesn't give the same support as what some of the others do like they're more the fashion jock where it's either for playtime or for date night mm-hmm. well when you always move we're gonna get you some new and different underwear that's my goal we can't wait yeah we can't wait we <laughs> I've already got my shopping carts filled. Say, you'll be ready, and we're going to have a good time. I'm just saying. I had a thought, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, I hate when I do that. So, yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up there on this show. Uh, it was good talking to you. You boys always are fun to have on the show. And, of course, our jock series, which we'll have more up soon, probably Probably not until after you guys move, because I'm sure you'll be pretty busy until then. So it may be it may be a little bit of time before we have another one. But don't worry, we will have another one. It's just we got to get schedules synced up and people settled and them and some next time they come on the show, we'll have some good underwear stories. I'm sure because I'm sure that we'll have more underwear to talk about. I'm just saying, these boys are going to go crazy. We'll definitely try and get a bit more, not well, but more of a range of underwear um, because it will be more accessible. Exactly. So, yeah, then, but yeah, there's other venues to discuss as well, like with the sexy time and I mean, mm-hmm. there's the the online stuff and the OnlyFans and stuff that you that, that it also goes into with mm-hmm. job scripts and stuff like that. That's a that's a whole discussion I want to have on one podcast is OnlyFans because it's not going anywhere. It's you can do whatever you want to on it. You can have whatever audience you want on it. So you can have like, because one of my biggest complaints about porn in the past is there's no underwear in it. Or if it is, it's on until, okay, let's take them off. 
And I'm like, no, I want something else. So now you can have that with that and you can have your own audience. So that's very interesting. Yeah. And I think it yeah, goes so. both. Yeah, the problem with OnlyFans is they are now becoming very strict with the content that you are allowed to publish. Yep. So certain things are now considered too hardcore for their investors. Let's put it that way. Uh, because a lot of we've actually migrated from OnlyFans to just for fans because a lot yeah. of our content has been removed. See, it's that's a whole like I said, that's a whole different. Yeah, that's show, a whole different, different show. But it's I will just say this about that: we shouldn't be surprised when they were going to kick the adult creators off two year two years ago. A while back, when they did their initially did their thing, yeah, it was about a year ago when the when they came with that bright idea. Yeah, and now it's like you're kicking off everyone who makes you money. Okay, that's a good idea, and I don't think anybody should be surprised that they're doing it now, kind of slowly and under the table. So, just saying, just saying. Well. On that note, we'll wrap up. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you, Mr. Jim. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at official Jim Jock. And then that, my link tree is also on there to the links of all my other profiles. Yes, go look, go join, go check them out. Uh, and Snatch, where can people find you? Uh, also on Instagram at Snatch Jock. Um, and then my link tree will also be on there with my Twitter, OnlyFans, JustFans, all that stuff. Go follow both of them. They are fun to follow. And two amazing guys. You will not be disappointed. I'm just saying. And then just follow me at Tim on everything social. Uh, I think I'm on everything at this point. So you can find me somewhere. Um, I'm even on Mastodon if you can find me. Because I can't find anybody else. So that's a whole different story, too. But thank you guys for listening. And we will have a show for you very soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.